You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, and joining me is my lovely co-host, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. We are back, guys, and I know lately you've been hearing us break down house of the dragon hashtag dragons y'all but we're back to break down the handmaid's tale season five super excited we didn't get a chance to do last year but i mean i feel like we can kind of wrap up last year's season pretty quickly it's it was kind of wasn't my favorite handmaid's tale season but it seems like from the episodes we've seen it really gets ramped up so I'm excited to dive in. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I'm good to be back. I mean, I I feel like we could have missed the season of two of Handmaid's Tales because some of that stuff you don't want to see them go back to. So I'm I'm excited that this is the season that we get to kind of come into. So season five, so this would be cool. So it, it already started out like with a crazy bang. So I'm I'm yeah. with it. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, we're back. June's back. <laughs> She yep, escapes yep. Gilead. She's mm-hmm, in Canada mm-hmm. now. Last season was basically her escaping, heading into Canada and adjusting to life as a refugee and a lot of crazy faces. You know, June has that crazy look in her eyes most of the time. Um, yeah, and then she yeah. finally ends up killing Commander Waterford. She ends up killing Commander Waterford and kind of makes a mess of her personal life. So this is where we see her <laughs> after she yeah, killed Commander I was here for it. I mean, you know, you knew it was going to happen because she was the way she was looking towards the end of the end of season four. So yeah, we knew something was going to go down. But I, I, I was kind of surprised at how they wanted to culminate this a lot, and it was dope seeing Elizabeth Moss like uh, di- uh, dive into directing a lot of these episodes. Like that is the that is like maybe that's like a bucket list interview for us. Like she does, she's in a, like amazing. Just like to be asked just in to direct some of this stuff. Um, so I would love to know like her headspace going into that because I wasn't expected it to end like that. But hey, I was here for it because I'm I'm gonna be real honest. I don't know who was Fred's like fans going into this because both like <laughs> him and Serena like it's just nonstop. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna be missed. You know, I mean, you know, whoo, that scene that scene was rough, but I don't think he's gonna be missed. Yeah, he was a villain that you kind of love to hate. He brought a lot of nuance, and he's just like Ralph or Josephine, excuse me, Ralph is his older brother. Josephine's just had a way of just bringing this, like this, he's an evil, monstrous man, but he's like kind of like a normal everyday Joe. And so it's kind of a balance between like your normal everyday guy to deep down being this monstrous figure. And so I hope we get flashbacks. I hope um, Joseph is still on the show uh, for the rest of the season, at least in flashbacks which the show is prone to do because I really enjoyed his performance but can't say I felt bad for Fred himself being salvaged um and just to catch you guys up basically he was um exchanged at the border at the Canadian border for political prisoners um Nick helped bring him into no man's land and June along with a bunch of other handmaids or former handmaids uh, ripped into pieces <laughs> for lack of a yeah. better word yeah simply put yeah yeah they hung him on a wall I believe he didn't have a head no no he had a head still the huge just was banged up pretty bad and they cut off his his finger and they mailed it to Serena <laughs> so nope. it, one way to do yeah it. yeah so the last season was pretty slow uh, I would say the beginning of it was quick and then the middle was kind of dragged for me and then it kind of picked up towards the last episode when all this happened with Fred. So yeah, let's, let's get into it. Um, actually, let me, let me pause for a second to say that we did get an announcement at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival 
um, that Handmaid's Tale will actually end with season six. It'll be the final season. But Hulu is currently developing um, the sequel to the original book, The Handmaid's Tale, called Testament, which follows the lives, I think it's about 15 or 16 years later with Hannah and and baby Nicole, who's no longer a baby, obviously, in this. Um, And it also follows Aunt Lydia. She's actually the one, quote unquote, giving the testaments. Uh, so super like excited to see that come to life, seeing grown up Nicole and grown up Hannah and seeing where Aunt Lydia falls after all these years. Um, so yeah, your thoughts on that, Ryan? Yeah, that's going to be cool. I mean, I hope there's no red center. I really hope this is like <laughs> getting out of some of the Gilead stuff. Cause I don't know, it's been hard with like things going on in the world, coming back to this show. Like I said, I love this season. It's a different mix up. It's a change up. But, you know, going with everything that's going on in the world, coming from, like, season one, that would have been rough. So yeah. I'm glad they're kind of, like, I'm glad they're kind of, like, escalating and, and moving it forward. But, yeah, anytime I see, like, the red center, I'm I'm tired of seeing them in the red because we all know, like, what that ties to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, like, I, I'm very excited for the testaments. It sounds cool to, like I said, to see, like or like Angelica was saying, to see, like, an older Nicole um you know to see um hannah because they you know we always get little glimpses like you never really know mm-hmm. what the, how they're feeling what they feel like you know with their mom going through all this so but yeah i'm just hoping they stay safe they not under gilead control hopefully they get broken and we get to see like a different a little different spin on this with the with the with the daughter so yeah that'd be cool yep and obviously new actresses taking over the role um mm-hmm. from what i've read the testaments um june really isn't in it <laughs> So she's kind of a fugitive um, at this point. Um, And so like her, obviously with this season or this last few seasons of Handmaid's Tale, you know, the book stopped at the end of season one. That was pretty much the end of the book. She goes into the back of a truck. That's the last we hear of her. Then there's this like um, archived uh, footage or or I guess her tapes that were found by this like scientific um, society who end up studying the fall of Gilead and they they know the handmaid survived because she left behind her tapes and they could have only been recorded had she escaped so that's all we know June we don't know you know her fate after that we don't know what happens to her so obviously the series expands on what happens to her so everything that's happened um doesn't necessarily go back to the books and even when I read the testaments there are some things that don't really align with the way the show was laid out because the testament wasn't written out wasn't written until maybe I think three or four seasons in okay. um so I it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on screen with all these different changes um but yeah uh so let's get into the episode what were your thoughts on this this first episode entitled morning and morning as in good morning <laughs> yeah right yeah so yeah it, I mean it was cool um I missed being into this world solely just because of June's faces like that's <laughs> basically was this episode alone um I love it like again she, you cannot praise Elizabeth Moss enough, uh, Moss enough for this character anything she does like thriller suspense nails it every time and I just I don't know how she does it because it's so it's so intense and the things that she has to face but yeah I mean I love watching her many faces in this she barely said anything you know, it had you on the edge of your seat, like, oh, face up, do something. But you know, that's just how we love this world to go. Um, and it was about revenge, you know, like yeah. short and sweet. So, you know, it, this is a very, it's just so interesting to see her, you know, now in this process, she's been pulled out of that world, so to speak. She has, you know, these other handmaids that are coming out, coming to Canada. So they've been pulled out. And it's it's so interesting to see like how everybody deals with their trauma and where they go next. So this is going to be a real interesting season. So yeah, I love this first episode out the gate. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so yeah, we open up this episode with June and her faces. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. sitting on the edge of a tub. She's covered in Fred's blood. The water's running, um, but she's not really cleaning herself. She's staring blankly ahead and she's reliving his death. Um, and what I really love about Handmaid's Tale is that the music that they use um, kind of illustrates the tone for the episode mm-hmm. so she's listening yeah. to all i have to do is dream by the everly brothers um so it's kind of like dream 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 mm-hmm. and she's but what's kind of um what makes me uncomfortable about this is the fact that she's 
there's this whimsical song playing for us, the, the viewers to see or to listen to, but she's dreaming about killing Fred. You know, they're yeah. pulling his body apart. They're biting him. They're scratching him. They're stomping on him. She's reliving this and she's savoring every moment. Um, and so, you know, June's a little scary <laughs> to say mm-hmm. the least. Yep, yep. It's a little scary. Um, so she sets off the water, choosing to remain drenched in this blood as she hears this knock on the door. It's Luke, um, who's played by O.T. Vang Belly. Um, she opens the door and she goes into Nicole's room. She kind of covers her and hugs and kisses, and then she starts to leave. So at this point, Luke and Moira, who's played by Samira Wiley, chase after her. They're like, where is this blood coming from? Whose blood is that? She's ignoring them. She's just kind of like, she can tell she has a one-track mind at this point. So she's walking towards her car, and she finally turns around and gleefully, mind you, tells them she killed Fred. And they're shocked. Uh, so they chase after her. She gets in the car and she drives away. And she's a little unhinged. Like, uh, there's definitely, like, you could tell something ain't right upstairs with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a little off. Um, so I'll stop there uh, for your thoughts for on that first scene. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Mora and Luke, like, you know, they're going through it as far as, like, just trying to keep June, like, somewhat of sane. Like, whatever that means for her. Because we we've seen her go through so much. And, you know, obviously her daughter's still in Gilead and she just can't like, it's it's just a struggle and it's hard for the audience because you just like, oh, you just be in Canada, let it go. But it's just like, I'm not a mom. I can't even imagine if somebody took my kid like that. And it's just like always going to have that pull on her. And like you said, Angelica, you can tell she's slightly losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and by the way, too, I wanted to mention this too, just in case I forget to uh, say this at the end. I got a chance to sit down with some of the cast of The Handmaid's Tale, like OT um mm. max who plays nick so um uh and then commander lawrence bradley whitford so you know a couple of them but what i was going to get to was i i was particularly um excited to talk to ot because i feel like he's been going through it as far as like these past couple seasons as luke yeah. because luke has been hitting you know he's been getting like a lot you know it's just so tense and it's like what do you say to june like how does he deal with this and she has all these spurts where she just like runs off or drives off and he can't catch her so yeah. and he kind of talked about like that level that level of um you know intensity and them talking behind the scenes. So be on the lookout for that episode. I won't spoil too much of it so you gotta hear what he has to say about it. But yeah, I was I really want to ask him about that because I was like, yo, I, I you need a hug or something. Cause I was like, I don't know how he's like like every season is something where you know he's trying to settle June down. He's like, Look, I need you to be here, I need you to come here, and it's just like it's not happening. Cause when Angelica said, Yo, I don't know, June is June is somewhere else. So we're gonna have to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. I I always feel for Luke because he's just trying so hard to ground this woman, this person that he loves so much, who's completely changed since last time he saw her and rightfully Mm -hmm. so. And he's just trying to be a supportive, loving husband. And June isn't always the easiest person to love, but he still finds a way. Like, I don't think he ever struggles with loving her it's just like trying to get her to sit down this is the issue <laughs> so yeah, look, yeah looking forward to that to that uh interview that was a press junket that you did for handmaids yeah so yeah hopefully you guys will like keep out you know we always say you guys will like keep a check on bgn's youtube page and do you know the mm-hmm. subscribe and notifications so it'll pop in so yeah got to sit down with a couple of them you know like i said hopefully me and jellica we've been out in the universe hopefully one day we get to do a joint with elizabeth because that would be dope oh yeah her, be... her just to figure all that stuff out so yeah i'm crossing <laughs> out we're putting it out in the universe that would be cool but yeah. yeah that definitely all right cool look forward to that so um back in gilead we see nick played by max Mangella. Um, this is probably the only scene we see him in for this episode, but it's a pretty poignant one. So he comes home after a long night, uh, aka helping June salvage Fred. Um, and we learn in this scene that he has a new wife. Her name is Rose. She's played by Carrie Cox. She seems kind. She seems kind. And she and she looks after him. You know, she makes him tea. She says she wanted to do it herself. She didn't want to wake up the Martha. Um, and then we see that she walks with a cane. So I, I'm a little intrigued by this new character. Because um, while she appears to be a true wife of Gilead, she's perfectly aware that Nick helped June salvage Fred. And she isn't upset by it. In fact, she says, praise be his mercy. And she hopes June finally finds peace. So I was like, okay, I wonder what's going on with her. What do you think about Rose? Max, or not Max, <laughs> Nick's new wife. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was, I was glad to see it because you know he was playing with like the wedding ring at the end of season four and stuff, mm-hmm. and he was wondering like he took it all to kind of hide it. He was wondering like what's up with that? Like what's going on with Nick? So I like to see Rose here and kind of see like you know what his wife and Gilead would be because we know how Nick Rose like he's like. You know, he's in, he's in Gilead, but he works the system because, you know, you know, he got the little thing for June. So yeah. he's kind of there, but not there. So I love to see, like, what his wife will be like and how she's, like, accepting of, oh, well, you know, I'm going to pray for her. And, you know, doesn't seem to have a lot of questions. Also, like, Angelica said, I'm curious about how she hurt her leg. So it's 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 going to be, like, an interesting twist, I think, for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, so next we see a pregnant Serena Joy played by Yvonne Strahovski. She's doing yoga in her lovely prison cell, which by the way, it is lovely. Um, Seriously though, right? Like for prison, lower. Yeah, it's like a hotel accommodation. You just are locked in. Um, Mm -hmm. So a security team bursts into her cell and tells her I need to move her. So she protests. You know how Serena is. She she don't listen. She's demanded to see Tuello, who's played by Sam Jagger. The head of security tells her, like, either you move or I'll have my team move you Um, because they have to take her to safety. So she's wondering what's going on. So they usher her into a elevator um, and she learns from Marsha McFadden, who's the director of the prison's liaison office. um, She learns that her husband was killed at the Canadian border. And since her husband was killed, they fear that she will also be attacked. Um, So until they find the perpetrators, she has to be somewhere safe. So Serena, when she hears this news, and I was actually surprised by her reaction, being that her and Fred did not really get along at the end. Right. Um, she looks devastated. She's shell-shocked. And she starts to break down in tears. And much like June early in the episode, she also has her own set of flashbacks where she's uh, thinking and remembering about the time that she was dancing with Fred in D.C., which is one of the times they kind of rekindled their very broken relationship. Um, so... I didn't I felt a little bit for Serena you know she's pregnant emotions probably got the best of her um but I know she still carries a torch for Fred she still loves him even though towards the end of his life they were going head to head um so know your thoughts on that scene yeah they aggravate me I'm just gonna be honest like I just I don't get it because I'm like I'm I'm like Angelica she didn't want to have anything to do with him then when she had she was having a baby I think she started realizing like because Serena I agree with June and the fact that Serena's always got something going like she has that like little innocent face or whatever like she didn't know sometimes she try to act like she didn't know what's going on mm-hmm. or what her next move is but she knows how to work like her connections and I feel like that's all what it was with Fred like towards the end when she started trying to make up and and get this together you know she realized that might have been her best chance you know for them to get back to Gilead and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was I was finding it real hard to get to get on this widow train with her for this uh like you know this devastated widow uh as we as we go through this episode that she was like really riding out hard because I was like girl now you know if you would have had another choice she didn't even like him so mm-hmm. I thought she was going like real hard on the, in this episode you yeah. know using it to her advantage and and you know I and just side note Angelica I don't know what you think about this but I go back sometimes for her um when I see some of these scenes as far as like when she started like being like one of the founder people of, of Gilead even though they don't really acknowledge it because she's a woman mm-hmm. and it's just like all the stuff that you put in place and it's like how could you I don't know I'm still trying to figure out how she could be okay with some of this stuff that she put in place like how did she see this working and you know she's always trying to have she's always trying to like get in front of the commanders and make speeches and and do this and do that and I'm like this is the world you created right so yeah. I don't know. Sometimes she she is lost on me. Like I don't really know what her motivation is or what she thought was gonna come from creating a world like this. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it backfired on her. <laughs> I mean, I, I know she knew that she had to take a step back and you know quit her career and be this wonderful supporting wife, but I, I think she also thought she would have a little bit more power, a little bit more say. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they chopped off her finger a couple seasons ago she, she realized like, yeah she don't have a say so um later we see june meet up with the other refugee handmaids at a diner they are famished from a night of salvaging um and they scarf down the whole menu uh to the tune of dolly parton's getting happy <laughs> <laughs> and one of the girls um her name is vicky notes everything tastes better now that fred's dead and then another handmaid danielle admits to daydreaming about her former mistress hearing the salvage whistle and begging for her life so june listens to this discussion she's like you know eating everything 
um, and Ugh. having a milkshake and just, yeah, just stuffing her face. And she suddenly notices the blood on her glass. Um, and then she envisions the rivers of blood that she had to clean up as a handmaid when she was back in Gilead at the wall. Uh, if you remember that scene, I believe, is from season two. They, like, you know, sprayed down the ground and they um, swept up all the blood. And, and, you know, when they pushed it, it was like a river of blood falling down mm-hmm. into, oh. the, into the stream. Yeah, so she's remembering those moments. Uh, so Danielle takes June outside with the rest of the handmaids and opens up a trunk filled with weapons and offers June a gun. Um, and she's like, I can get more. And then she starts asking if Nick could get her former mistress to the border for another salvaging. So June's like, eh, I don't think so. And then Vicky even says like, I doubt he can just arrest a wife and bring her to the border. So then they all decide like, oh, why don't we like sneak back in? That way, you know, we can essentially kill their tormentors. And uh danielle's like yeah i want to take my time with her i don't necessarily want to kill her you know an eye for an eye or i think she said do to you what's done unto others and june's like that's not in the bible <laughs> she's like well it's in my bible <laughs> like danielle wants blood um so june's tells him like it's not a good idea you're gonna get caught um before you even reach your destination you're leaving behind your families and for what you know what they do to traitors um and so vicky's like shut up and aims her gun at june um and she's like we're here for you are you here for us and june's like i don't know so vicky's pissed she raises up her gun in the air and shoots a couple shots so they all skedaddle out of there. They all get out of there. Um, and and Vicky yells after June and calls her a coward. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll stop there. What did you think about those exchanges? Yo, yeah, they was up. They was up out of there. Like, yeah, we out. I'm done. Um, but yeah. Um, first of all, her eating with blood on her hands. I was like, no, I'm done. I was like, hard pass. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the first thing. But yeah, Vicky and Dale and Danielle, this is classic like June, right? Like we talked about this in past seasons coming up. She does, mm-hmm. she makes these moves, right? And you like, okay, go, 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 go get it, get it, get it. But then what about the repercussions? Like Angelica was saying, like now you got Danielle and Vicky and they like, yo, where my revenge at? What are we gonna do next? Right. And it's like, it don't work like that. Like all y'all about to get guy. If they if Nick brings somebody else back over from the board, like somebody gonna figure this out. So yeah. she basically, you know, like they're saying, you hate to think of it because you know. June is the one we riding a dime for, you know, main character, but it's like she used them to kill Fred. And it's yep. like, well, now what are you gonna do, you know, with their displaced anger and stuff? Like this girl popping off shots, you know, at the diner, like, what you gonna do with all this? So <laughs> she in a mess again. She in a mess. Yeah. And who knows what's gonna happen with these refugee handmaids and what they'll get themselves into. Cause now they've gotten a taste of blood. They got revenge for June. Now they want their own. So We'll see how that plays out. But June, you know, she's a little bit of a troublemaker. Um, she's she's a true revolutionary. She got them riled up. And now she she's looking at them like they're crazy. But she was moving the exact same way just the exactly. night before. So we'll see. So uh, we next we find Serena. She's been transported into another facility. Uh, and she's visited by Tuello and demand to see Fred's body. Uh, Serena just loves to demand stuff. <laughs> so Zoella's <laughs> like, I don't know if that's possible. And Serena's incensed. She's like, I just lost my husband, and no one has shown me any type of kindness, any type of decency. Um, and she's like, Where were you when all this happened? Like something happened with his plane. And Twella tells her there was a change in Fred's itinerary. You know, they previously thought that he was on his way to Geneva uh, for his immunity hearing. But it turns out that the U.S. government made a deal with Gilead for a prisoner exchange. So they exchanged Fred for 22 women, uh, for 22 political prisoners. So Serena's looking at Twella like he's stupid. She's like, you know what that meant. You, you know, that was death for him. Um, but Tuello assures her, you know, Gilead prompt to try him under their laws, you know, under the their, their system of justice. And he saw Fred handed safely across the border. So he doesn't know what happened after that. And Serena's like, you know exactly what was going to happen. And I bet you collected your 30 pieces of silver, which is the payment that Judas got when he betrayed Jesus. Um, Fred ain't no damn Jesus, but <laughs> I was just yeah, like, seriously, that's what I'm saying, right? Exactly. Ma'am, ma'am. Um, but Tuello emphatically denies this and he said you know he traded Fred to save the lives of women that Gilead had planned to send to the colonies which we all know was death it's a death Mm -hmm. sentence um 
So Tuella tells her that two items will arrive at the prison in a package that were addressed to her. He gives her Fred's wedding ring. And then he tells her the second item was his severed finger. Um, and then she sh- he shows uh, her a picture of Fred hanging off the wall with the phrase, don't let the bastards grind you down in Latin. So Tuella asks her, like, what does this mean to her? And instead of answering the question, Serena asks, like, which finger was severed? So he tells her, like, you know, his left ring finger. And Serena knows that June is responsible for Fred's death. This wasn't Gilead's doing it. And she tells Tuella as much. And he's like, that's impossible. And she says, you don't know what she is. Um, Which seems like that's the running theme of this episode. You don't know what June's capable of. You don't know Mm -hmm. what she is. Um, But I'll stop there for your thoughts on Serena and Tuella going at it. You said it perfectly. Serena just like the demand stuff. Like she just be talking and I just be like, girl, do you know how much you already, they already done for you and how much like this is against the law and y'all crossing, uh, you know, crossing borders and stuff. And I don't know how Torello deals with jumping between her and then going back to like June and everything because June just straight up start popping off and doing stuff. She don't care if you don't give her the answer she don't want. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Angelica says, Serena just demanded whatever she can. And it's like going back to the fact that it's like, girl, where you, where were you when you talking about when you talking junk about Fred? It's like, oh, now you that hurt widow that was just sitting there. And you was ride or die for him. It's like, no, stop, stop lying. So she's trying to work her way out of that stuff on that. But yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as they identified that it was June that did this, I was like, here we go. I was like, <laughs> this is this is the whole season right here because they love pushing each other buttons. Like June and Serena love pissing each other off. So this is going to be, woo, I'm not, I'm not ready for it. Cause I already know it's going to be some hot mess. Like this is going to be crazy now that she knows, you know, a little calling card now that she knows what June did. Cause June wanted her to know, cause that's how June gets down. So yeah. we're going to see how this goes, but I don't know. I'm nervous for Angelica. I don't know about you, but I ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, so after the encounter at the diner and June goes to Emily's house, uh, Emily, who's played by Alexis Bledel, and her wife, Sylvia, played by Clea Duvall, tells her that Emily went back to Gilead to help the fight and possibly find Aunt Lydia, um, played by Ann Dowd. And if you remember correctly, Aunt Lydia wasn't very nice to Emily. <laughs> she like, you know, she took her, she basically circumcised the woman, took all the pleasure out of sex yes. for her um you know beat up on her cheated mm-hmm. her all kinds of ways uh i think she also was responsible for sending her to the colonies so uh emily and aunt lydia yeah emily got a score to settle um and emily you know i guess that whole situation with salvaging fred kind of made something happen within her where she felt like she had to return to gilead and she didn't even like go back home she left a phone call <laughs> and told <laughs> sylvia she was yeah. leaving even didn't, didn't even say goodbye to their son, Oliver, um, who was asleep at the time. So June resolves to bring her back. And Sylvia tells her, like, excuse my language. She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, she wasn't having it. Like, June, you're not, you're not going to fix this. Emily is gone. You know, she's never going to see me. She's never going to see her, see her son. And June's like, this is my fault. And Sylvia's like, I do not care. I don't care. I don't care who's responsible. I don't care. I don't need someone to blame. I'm happy with the time that I got to spend with Emily, which is way more than I thought I'd ever get. Now she's gone and me and Oliver are going to be fine. Uh, so she's she's kind of decided like this is what's happened she's grateful for the time that she got with Emily she feels like she's lucky compared to most people she's going to move on with her life and June asks you know if Emily calls you will you tell me and Sylvia's like no bye June (laughs) (laughs) goes back in the house like she's you can tell this has been such an ordeal for her Mm -hmm. and I know she tried to help Emily heal while she tried to get over all the trauma and the damage that she dealt with in Gilead. And I think much like Rose said earlier in the episode, maybe Emily going back to Gilead and, you know, killing Aunt Lydia or helping, you know, the resistance, maybe that'll give her some peace, which is something that Sylvia never could. So I I think she's decided, I'm just going to take care of my son. I got bigger things to worry about. You know, I wish my wife the best, but I I can't be crying about this. I respect it. I respect it. So your <laughs> your thoughts on that one? Yeah, you can't. She might drop it on there, so you can't do nothing but respect that. But I'm so scared for Emily. I don't want to see. Like I don't want to see it. Like I just don't want to know. Like what she's going to have to go through to even t- even get close to Aunt Lydia. 
it just makes me nervous. Like, I just don't even know how she's going to pull this off. You know, I, we're assuming, like, you know, Angelica said, she's going part of the resistance. They got a resistance thing going down there in Gilead. So I don't know. I just hope she's smart about it. Because I, I will tell you, like, I will lose it if I have to see her pop up in that red dress. <laughs> and it's like some weird stuff in like the rest. Like I'm, I'm chilling. When I tell y'all I'm done seeing that, I'm done. Cause I don't want to see like I'm ready to get this like full blown revolution thing happening. Like I'm tired of them. Cause you already know we know they have like completely no say. We know it's all about the commanders in Gilead. So I'm ready to see it like just be like blow up and let's see what the you know what the what the revocations the resolution is after that. But we'll. I don't know. I'm just nervous for her. Cause who knows? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but if they continue with the way the Testaments was going, Gilead is still very much in place. I mean, it does no. end up collapsing, but it's <laughs> going to be a while. It's going to be a couple of decades. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, Man, you so. mean we got to recap. Lord is hot mess? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so <laughs> after, you know, she gets dismissed by Sylvia, June gets back in her car. She notices the blood on her window. So now... Now, after wanting to basically bathe in Fred's blood, now she want to wipe it off. So she goes (laughs) to a public restroom. She's desperately trying to get this off her body. It's not working. So she settles on walking into the freezing sea to cleanse herself. And she's like trying, you know, she's wiping everything off and she's remembering, you know, the good times at the shore with Hannah. And even the last time that she hugged Hannah and Gilead um, when, you know, they had that little meetup at that house in the middle of the winter mm-hmm. that was like her yeah. last pleasant in- exchange with hannah she had seen hannah after that but at that point hannah was scared of her because mm-hmm. uh, she you know uh, the people in gilead basically told her her mom was the boogeyman so after that hannah didn't want no parts of her right. so she's remembering all these good times and then a passerby notices her and asks if she's okay and she you know she got that crazy look in her eyes she don't say anything so I'm assuming they called the police because she ends up at the police station. Yeah. Luke goes to pick her up and June apologizes for ruining his life. He like, she's like, you've had this life with you, Moira, raising Nicole. I'm sorry for ruining your life. And he's like, you are my life. So once again, Luke being a supportive husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him like Emily left and Luke's like, oh, so she left Sylvia and Oliver behind. That's insane. Um, and June understands Emily's desire to return to Gilead, uh, to Gilead. You know, she says that Gilead pulls her and Luke tries to understand and says, you know, I admit the same thing happened with me. I, I felt Hannah pulling me. I felt you pulling me when you were there. But he's like, you know, let's just go home. And June's like, I don't think it's a good idea for me to be around Nicole. And Luke was like, you didn't do anything wrong. You know, Fred got what he deserved. And she's like, yeah, but you didn't see what I did to him. And Luke was like, no, I understand. She's like, nah, you need to see what I did to him. He's like, I don't care what you did. I understand. I love you. It's okay. Um, And June's like, I loved it. Like, I loved killing him. I was like, okay, girl. Like, it's all right. And Luke's still trying to understand. Like, he's like, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, so she, you know, the police come in and Luke's starting to put it together. June, you know, wants to confess. So she's admitted to killing Fred. Um, cause she doesn't want to wait for like Gilead to come knocking at her door. She just wants to get it over with, you know, pay, pay her penance to society. She wants to get locked up and Luke is being held back and he's begging not to do this. And she's like, just call a lawyer. And he's just like, don't do this. Um, so she's in an interrogation room. She confesses to killing Fred alone, so she doesn't implicate the other handmaids. She describes in graphic detail what was done oh. to him. And then the interrogator, who's off camera, says, like, well, why did you do it? Did you, It seems like you want to inflict a great amount of pain on him. And she was like, yes, as much as possible. Um, because, you know, he raped me. He kept me prisoner. He was a monster. He deserved to die. So, you know, the interrogator starts to get real with her. I mean, you think it's about to get real, right? She says, you know, you broke the law. Or, you know, what happened is something that the law should have taken care of, not something that a citizen should have taken care of, let alone a refugee guest. Um, And June's like, yeah, I know the consequences. Well, I guess she got to get out of jail free card because the interrogator ends up telling her, like, look, this happened outside of Canada's borders. It's really not my department. It's not a concern of Canada or the crown. So you're free to go. And June's like, what? 
nothing no consequences i killed someone and sh- they're like not my problem and she's like you know whatever you know whatever punishment you want that's between you and whatever deity you choose to worship and the lady's like peace out um and the this next part was so funny to me so she wants these consequences she wants to get locked up so another cop comes in she's like yeah i did have to get you for transporting the finger um so you're gonna have to pay a fine it's $88. You can pay it downstairs. And Jin's like, I don't have $88 on me. She's like, it's okay. You can pay it online. And then when she goes outside to meet with Luke, she's like, I have to pay a fine. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I'm glad um, I'm not so- to get... Oh, go ahead, Angelica. No, I was going to say, I stopped there for you, your thoughts on that whole ex- exchange with her and Luke in the beginning at the police station and then into her confession. Yeah, I, I'm just, just... Like I said, just give Luke a hug. Like, he is always so understanding and she just... And, you know, he lost it there for like a split second when the police are dragging mm-hmm. her away because he's like, why are you doing this again? Like, we already been through this. Why are you doing this? Because like all of us thought like I'm thinking, oh, she's going to get locked up in Canada. Then we gonna have to deal with that whole storyline amongst her still dealing with Gilead because I thought it was just going to go so left. But I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Like we do not. Obviously, we do not condone murder. She don't need to be killing no. anybody to go through all this kind of stuff. But I, I was, I was the same way as you, Angelica. On when they started reading, when they read, all she had to do was pay a fine. When they talk about all she, because I was just thinking only June, because we sit here thinking like, okay, she's gonna get locked up. This is gonna happen. You know, she turned herself in. She's looking for that punishment because she wants to get rid of how she feels. When people, mm-hmm. when people, you know, have been telling her like, you know, more try to tell her like, this is not the route you need to go. Like, I understand how you feeling, but you can't go this route. Um, you know, trying to warn her of this, and she's already went down a path as June usually does, and now she's trying to look for some way to kind of get rid of it. But yeah, I lost it when they were like, "Yeah, all you got to do is pay eight eight dollars." I was like, "Only <laughs> June, like only her, only June so, will get away yeah. with this stuff." So, June ooh, yeah, she got. I don't know what kind of luck she got on her favor, but it's still going for. Yeah, I thought she was gonna get locked up, and then they'd extradite her to Gilead, and she would mm-hmm. be back in their clutches. Child, they was like, "Go home. That's not our problem." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> All right, note to self: If I ever want to murder someone, go to no man's land. I'm kidding. Um, but-, <laughs> but no, but I'm like, they was like draw the attention. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I ain't nothing. Like nothing gonna happen right now. I was like, yeah. Jesus. But yeah, don't, yeah, we do not condone violence, but I was stripping of this seed. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. So now she basically has to deal with the consequences on her own with herself. Um, so later we see Serena. She's taken to see Fred's body and he's covered by a sheet. She once again goes back to the memory of them dancing together. Tuello arrives and he gives his condolences. And Serena requests the petition for the Canadian government to rethink their stance on capital punishment given June's heinous actions aka she wants June to be executed <laughs> like I yeah. know they don't murder I, I know they don't execute nobody in Canada but I think y'all should reconsider considering what she did to my husband um so Tuella and I burst her bubble and tells her there will be no Canadian investigation due to the fact that the murder occurred in no man's land June will not be held responsible and he basically tells Serena to get over it. Like, I encourage yep. you to focus on yourself and your child. So Serena's like, so this woman's walking around freely after she just murdered my husband. And how am I supposed to feel safe? He tells her, you know, you can apply for asylum. You'll be safe there. And she's like, what? And she like rips off the the sheet so we get to see, you know, the, the full damage of what was done to Fred. Yeah. And, you know, she says like this is what june is capable of i'm not going to be safe and she storms off so um they exit the morgue and serena is greeted by a sea of mourners offering her prayers and comfort so the one thing she complained about was that no one cared about the fact that he was murdered and she thanks them for their well wishes she's touched but she's also empowered and you can see the wheels and the cogs running in her brain you can see there's a plan like being thought of at this very moment that twinkle in serena's eye when she's up to no good you can see she she got something cooking so she stops before she gets in the car and she demands once again (laughs) on returning to gilead with fred's body to give him a proper burial in the country that he found it and Tuella was like, I don't know about that. And she's like, you owe me this. Like any civilized country will allow this to happen. So he reluctantly agrees and he says he's going to make some calls. So I just have a feeling that them letting Serena go back 
to Gilead as the grieving widow of this like war criminal, but also like a war hero in the eyes of Gilead. I just don't feel like that's a good look. Like this is not a good idea. Do not send her back to Canada. Keep her or Canada back to Gilead. Keep her mm-hmm. in Canada. She's a dangerous woman. Um, so I'll stop there for <laughs> what you thought about that. That well, one, her seeing friend's body, and and two, um, insisting on returning to Gilead with his body. Yeah, sir. I I like I said, I'm still not buying Serena, and I think, and I like how she tried to get all like you know, like real, real scared. Like she's scared of Juno. So I was like, yeah, okay. Don't play me like that. Cause you know, she already trying to think of what her next move is. Mm. Like she, she'll be scared for like two minutes. Cause she ain't thought of her next move yet. So, but yeah. yeah, I still think she playing it up with that. Cause we all like the whole dance scene and all that kind of stuff. That was going on amongst other bad stuff that y'all was doing. Might we point out. So I don't know. It's just hard for me to be all like hurt and lovey-dovey for her in this scene. Cause I'm like, we know what they about. We know what the waterfirsts were about. So I was like, she tried, but you know, and like I said, Twello, he be working the game because I don't know how he do it. Like he's trying to keep everybody like on the same page, different borders mm-hmm. have to be crossed and Serena going to work him for everything she can. So I'm worried about him. Also, another thing that worried me in the scene, like you pointed out about the fact that she gets to return home with him, that's an issue. But also yeah. the fact of there's some people in Canada now on their side because you don't think that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Like when you start hearing the trial and, you know, and, and you know, June, all these other handmaids are, 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 you know, like Martha's, all the kind of people that have been freed from that, from Gilead are like revealing their truths and telling what's happening. You thinking they're not going to have anybody on their side, but now they're trying to get this group of people. So that's making me a little nervous too. Cause I'm like, we don't need that to be, we don't need Gilead stuff to spread. So that's making me nervous too. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that was um actually surprising last season. Um, we did see supporters for Serena and Fred when they left for one of their hearings, and Serena ate it all up. Serena and Fred ate it up. So the fact that she has people now like feeling sorry for her and wanting to support her for what's happened, she's definitely going to use this to her advantage. Um, and she's going to use Fred's death as a way to leverage herself and, and have more power. I mean, what's more powerful than the widow of, of, of a fallen hero, you know, in Gilead. So I, I, I have a feeling we're going to see more of Serena trying to get her power back and she might end up being this season's big bad in the place of Fred. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. So, so um, June and Luke return home. Luke offers to get them a drink. It's been a long day. Um, and Moira, Moira asks if June's all right. Um, and Luke says that she is. And Moira's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm concerned. <laughs> he tells her, like, look, she's home. Um, let's just let's just be happy with this one. And she's like, look, Gilead could have taken care of Fred. June wanted to kill Fred with her bare hands. Like, this is a problem. And he's just like, let's just be happy. G- just give her this wine. So Moira goes in the kitchen, gives her, you know, a glass of wine. June tells her about Emily and Moira knows um, because, you know, Moira works with the Red Cross and refugee services, and they actually have people out there looking for Emily along the border. Um, June doubts they'll know how to find someone that's trying to get back into Gilead. And she wonders, like, why would anyone go back? Um, And Moira says it happens more often than than she thinks, you know, people break. Um, So Moira's like, you know, I got to go. I got to give Nicole a bath. And June's like, I can do it. Moira's like, I'm not really comfortable with you in your current state uh, bathing Nicole. She's like, you're scaring me. You scare me. And June says like, I'm scared of myself too. I thought I would be in jail. And Moira says, yeah, but you're not. And then June's like, no, I'm not. Um, So Moira leaves the kitchen and June tells her she loves her. And Moira says she loves her back, but you can tell like, she knows something's really seriously wrong with June and it's definitely scaring her and she's in auntie mode. She wants to protect Nicole. So there's a knock at the door. It's Tuello and June's like, are you here to arrest me? And he's like, nope, there's no charges that are going to be brought against you. June apologizes for tricking him into handing over Fred uh, in exchange for the prisoners and asked like how was Serena when you when she found out and he tells her that Serena was scared um she's scared of June and he thinks her being scared is dangerous and he also believes Gilead is scared now that a handmaid has killed a commander and they're definitely not gonna let that stand um 
So he gets up to leave and he tells her like, well done. You did something terrible that needed to be done and you understood the cost. Um, And he says like, may he rot in hell. And June says, praise be. And then he tells her, don't let the bastards grind you down. And he walks away. Um, So back inside, you know, June's watches as Luke and Moira give a crying Nicole a bath. And she stops crying actually when June picks her up. And she tells Nicole like, you don't have to take a bath if you don't want to. I'll bathe you in kisses. She tells Moira and Luke she got it from here and they they let it happen. They let her take over and, you know, take charge of her motherly duties. Luke watches quietly from behind the door. He's happy. And as she holds Nicole in her arms, June finally sheds a tear. And that is the end of the episode. So I'll stop there for your thoughts on those last few scenes. Yeah, um, so I guess I'll go with the the more in June first. Yeah, that was that was a tough scene for me because especially when they threw in the I love you at the end, because you could tell like it's hard when you know like somebody you love is going through something, but you can only say so much because we know how June is um, you know, something's not quite right, and it's like she can go one way or the another another really drastically. So I think Mora yeah. is kind of like slowly filling out. It's like she's walking on eggshells, slowly trying to figure out what she can say, what she can't say, but she knows. Um, like you said, something's going on with June. Something's not right. So, and you know, and now that there's like, no, that idea of like, you can't get arrested might stick with June a little bit there. And it's like, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, cool, what you gonna do next? I feel like Warren's kind of thinking that too. Like, oh God, there's no like consequences right now. She could pull this off again. Right. So, um, cause I still feel like, you know, like you said, I think, I think Serena's going to be that big bad. She's going to be that evil going into the season. And that's still like, we know that's a name that's very high on June's list. If she can get to anybody else in Gilead. So, um, or they, or you know, that she knows is pulling the strings. So she's going after Serena. So that's very dangerous. That whole scene. And I think Moore knows it. And it broke my heart when she was like, I don't trust you. You know, I think you might hurt her. And I'm just, I don't know. That scene made me nervous. Cause it's like when the people around you start like, oh I don't trust you that that I feel like somebody like June that kind of puts them even more like in that little crazy zone for that for a lot of a, a lack of better phrase where it's like she could just kind of she's just going and going because it's like now you're losing the trust of the people around you but she still got Luke you know Luke holding in, holding in there so <laughs> we, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes but I do like like after all the craziness and um you know I like that moment when Trello was like I love that line don't let the bastards grind you down because I think mm-hmm. he knew exactly and you know and and Trello he has some things like in his past and I wonder if we're going to get more about him because something's I could tell he kind of like the way he kind of interacts with them and stuff that goes in the scene stuff about him that we still don't fully understand and I think he reads her perfectly in that moment he can tell like okay you made this decision you need to like you have to live with this you have to figure out how to cope or whatever you got to do but it is what it is um because it seems like he can sympathize with what she's going through like nobody else has been able to tell her this you know so far so it's interesting to see if that'll have an impact on her and then like I said after all the craziness I love that we end on like you know her having that sweet moment with Nicole you know back to her motherly side it's like a calm sweet moment like you know she needed that cry a little bit because she wasn't crying Mm -hmm. I'm like oh lord she's keeping all that emotion everything in because you know she's feeling it yeah. So it was good to see that, you know, and then they walked away. So it was good to see there is still that trust there. Cause I was aware she had, she broke a lot of that trust and to mm-hmm. see Luke, like, you know, giving her the head and I like, come on over, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You're her mom. And, you know, I, I feel like and Angelica, you probably could speak this a little bit too. Like you always see kids look like they know a lot about their parents or, or know yeah. something everybody else doesn't know. So it's that, it's that cute moment where it's Nicole is not scared. Like everybody else is questioning and wondering, but she's like, Oh, my mama came to get me. So now I have to take a bath. You know, that like mm-hmm. cuteness and innocence where she could just kind of go away. So I don't know. I love that yeah. scene. I, I wish all of them, I wish all the episodes can end that sweet. Like that's what we need. Yeah. As as so as far gone as June can get, um, there's still goodness about her. This is just you have to think about this is a woman that was deeply, deeply, deeply traumatized, abused, mistreated has gone through so many heroin experiences mm-hmm. also has this weight of being this kind of like revolutionary leader has her her oldest still stuck in this country that oppresses women so she's she's dealing with a lot and then she's like shell-shocked she's back home with her husband and she's trying to adjust to life and it's just you know I, I think um June felt that if she killed Fred that I think all of her issues would go away and um, mm-hmm. we're starting to see that that's not the case um it's not just about fred it's about her so 
we'll, we'll be interesting to see how she deals with her trauma. I felt like June needs to go to therapy. Seriously though, yeah. <laughs> June needs to. I know she tried group therapy, not group therapy, but she tried groups, support groups that didn't mm-hmm. work out too well for her. She ended up convincing uh Emily to basically tell off this Martha that tortured her and the Martha ended up hanging herself. So I don't think oh, she Lord. needs to be in a group yeah. setting. Mm-hmm. But one-on-one with a therapist might go a long way in helping June unpack some of her issues mm-hmm. and you know I, I it'll it'll be nice to see her kind of come out of that wretched shell of hers and I just need Luke to have his wife back um yeah. so yeah I am interested to see how this season plays out I'm interested to see how Serena will get back because she knows she will try to get back at June for murdering Fred and yeah I'm I'm looking forward to this season and seeing how everything plays out so um any final thoughts ryan before we go no i mean it's cool to be back it's gonna be an interesting season um like i said i'm loving to stay out of gilead as long as possible so <laughs> i'm hoping so i'll see how long we can ride this out um yeah. i know we're gonna have our little moments here and there but i love that it's like i just love that it's centrally not her not there and you know june you know knocking handmaids down left or right like she was doing because it's like look we know how june wrote play this game <laughs> You know, whenever she end up killing somebody by accident, her and I'm like, yes, thank you. I can't take it. I cannot take it. Like I I know it's coming at some point, but I'm like, just give me like a couple episodes. Give me like a little bit of episodes where she's not Um, like taking everybody down. Remember when we uh we well a couple I think a couple years ago at this point we interviewed Yaya Abdul Mateen. He had played (laughs) a character on an episode of Handmaid's Tale, and I went on my little rant, and he was like, I didn't really dive that deep into june killing people i just you know my character was just too nice yeah um, so. yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. she was reading june and it was true like she hasn't let up like your read on her that moment is held up as these mm-hmm. seasons are going and it's not going anywhere and it's make it, it just made me so nervous i ain't ready like yeah. angelica ready because she had it figured out but i ain't ready y'all for these next episodes about to come because i already know we already know yeah. what kind of game june be playing She's a little bit of a vortex. Um, I, I mean, I know you want to stay in Canada, but we do have to go back to Gilead to see what's going on with Aunt Lydia and Janine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Commander um, Lawrence. So mm-hmm. we'll see what they're doing down there. Um, but in the meantime, you guys uh, stick around for the next few weeks while we break down each episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any thoughts, hit us up on Twitter at Black Girl Nerds, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.